I'm Lisa. And I'm Diana. And this is Pillow Fort Chillers, where we talk about crime, cryptids, and anything creepy that just, you know, keeps us up at night. And there's a lot of it. Today we're talking about a conspiracy, though, which I'm excited about. Conspiracies. Our first one. We don't really mean for the alliteration, but I'm not mad at it. No, I think it just fits. Mm. So this was the conspiracy of the Titanic. As we all know, if you've been alive in the last hundred years, you know what the Titanic is. And, you know, with everything going on in the news right now, with the sub sinking. We actually had, she had this listed for episode eight. Mm -hmm. So it was already like on its way. Mm Mm-hmm completely unrelated to the submersible but this kind of i don't want to say inspired that's not quite the right word it just didn't inspire but it it spurred us to want to talk about the titanic a little sooner because of everything going on right now yeah and i've always found this conspiracy to be one of my favorite conspiracies i'm not a conspiracy theorist but out of the ones that i've heard this is the most believable in my opinion it's definitely weird. I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all. I totally look thing look at things like coincidence, logic, whatever. But this is a conspiracy that I actually I am actually it's actually interesting. I'm kind of like, ooh, I I don't know about this one. Yeah. It's like Avril Lavigne being replaced with a doppelganger. Maybe not, but like the Titanic? Maybe. Yeah, and there's some pretty pretty compelling evidence on this one. Pretty compelling so. evidence. So the drink of the day is, we're actually filming in the same day, so the drink of the day is still beer. Yeah. You were here last week, and um, Diana is drinking. A Red Bull vodka again, but it's almost empty, so. Yeah. I like Corona. But it's weird drinking it out of a straw, I'm not going to lie. It's really strange. I'm a Modelo girly. Modelo? Mexican beers are just so good. They really are. That's that Southern California in us. Fair enough. If you don't know what the Titanic is, it was a huge steamship that sank on April 14th, 1912 on its maiden voyage from Southampton, England to New York. What a rough maiden voyage, right? Yeah. Everyone's all excited and it's just like, I'd rather be at the bottom of the ocean. Thank you. Yeah. And it's it's really unfortunate. The ship had approximately 2,200 people on it. Um, and out of those 2,200, more than 1,500 died. So sad. That's awful. Yeah. Just by sheer numbers, that caused it to be one of the deadliest maritime... Maritime? Maritime! Can my water? No. Only Red Bull vodka for you. I have the hiccups. <laughs> maritime and good night. <laughs> no! <laughs> Anyways, just by sheer numbers, it became one of the deadliest maritime accidents outside of war. Crazy. The official story of the Titanic's demise um, is that they received several warnings of sea ice on April 14th, um, but they were traveling at about 22 knots, which is approximately 25 miles per hour, which for a boat of this size is pretty, pretty lickety split. (laughs) The girls are fighting! My cats just hiss each other. Not to be insensitive, but what is it with people and people related to the titanic just completely ignoring safety protocols and warning signs and red flags red flags all around yeah let's let's make a rule okay please do not get an in anything in the ocean 
If it has to do if with... If it has sh- red flags. If it has to do with a ship and it has to do with the ocean and we have red flags, can we just not? Let's just not go into the ocean. But I like the ocean. No. I love getting sand in my butt crack. Take an oceanography class, babes. You'll never like the ocean again. I I watch... I forget her name, but I'll put it here. She does all the funny videos about all the creepy stuff in the ocean. No, I'm talking about how disgusting the ocean is. Filthy, nasty, polluted, gross. It's salty. That's all the fish people. I know. Tastes great. Anyways... So, it was traveling 22 knots, which is very fast for a boat of this size. Um, And in this age, to be able to maneuver around an obstacle, it's just too fast for them to maneuver. Which is crazy because the Titanic, you know, at the time, obviously, it was a massive ship. It was one of the largest. But compared to ships now, like cruise liners, it actually wasn't that big. I'll put up a size comparison. The Titanic, in comparison to, like, Carnival Cruise Liners and stuff like that, was actually not that big. Mm-hmm. Now imagine a Carnival Cruise Liner crashing. Well, the one thing that came that was good that came out of the Titanic crashing was it gave us so much more advanced laws about finally what you can and cannot do in a ship with passengers. Um so thank you. But full speed ahead. Um <laughs> The ship was actually unable to turn quickly enough to avoid the iceberg, um, and it tore open six of the 16 compartments on the bottom of the boat, open to the sea. The Titanic was only designed to stay afloat if four of the compartments were flooded. So, she was doomed. Um, she was doomed. Yeah, the the crew used distress flares and wireless radios to try to signal for help while loading passengers onto the lifeboats. We're going to put up a transcript of some of the messages from the Titanic to surrounding boats. It is kind of sad, just so you know. (laughs) The lifeboat system on board the Titanic, though, really makes me mad. And I know that it was, you know, up to standard of the time, but the lifeboat system on board of the Titanic was only designed to transport passengers from the Titanic to an awaiting rescue vehicle. It would, or, you know, sub- boat, yeah, vessel. The lifeboats were not designed to just hold passengers on there. They were not designed to get the entirety of the passengers on the Titanic onto lifeboats and wait. They essentially had, they essentially had little ships on the big ship that were only there to help bring passenger from Titanic into the water to the rescue boat. So they didn't actually have a good system in place where, like, to be, like, here's how many passengers we have on board, here's how many ships we need to be able to safely save every single human being on this ship should Mm -hmm. we need to, which is awful because then we get to the reality of the situation when the Titanic actually hit the iceberg, which, which was that... They kind of had to choose who was allowed to live. And that's one of the worst parts about it, too, because there are a lot of, you know, rich people that got to live. People that were important, people that were rich, people that were celebrities. And there's a little chart that I'll put on screen right now that kind of shows that if you were poor or a nobody, you were doomed. Yeah. And so and it, it 
so the Titanic had 16 lifeboats on the davits and four collapsible lifeboats. So they had 20 lifeboats altogether. According to the records, only 18 of the lifeboats were deployed. And most of them were not even full. So So not only was it that there was not enough lifeboats, it was also that there was poor management of the evacuation and they were launching lifeboats before they were full. It was just a mess. Yeah, there were, they could have saved more people. And unfortunately, Lisa is correct. The vast majority of people who died on the boat were poor Important. people. Oh, yeah. The, the ones who died, yeah. Yeah, the people ones who were, died yeah. were, were poor. The people who were on board this maiden voyage, obviously there were a lot of first class. This The Titanic was a boat of its time. It was the first of its time. It had first class, it had second class, and it had third class. And the first and second class were very expensive tickets. The tickets were nearly $100,000 in today's money. Crazy, dude. So there were some very powerful and rich people on that boat which we will name names later so the titanic was was the boat of its time and you know most first class passengers did get off but there were a few that did perish yeah but the vast majority of people who died in this accident were poor um there was a lot of people traveling from you know eastern europe western europe to the americas just trying to start a new life that had nothing um and unfortunately they were the ones who died so the ship sank with over 1,500 people still on board. Um, the water was so cold that most died very quickly due to the shock. Um, there's like a, there's like a, um, I think there's like a Titanic like museum. Mm-hmm. In Missouri. Is it in Missouri? I think so, yeah. And they have water there that you can put your hand in or like you can touch it. And it's this, it's the, it's kept at the temperature that the water was when the people went in. And apparently, some people say you can only put your hand in for a few seconds because it's so cold that it you you automatically start feeling pain. And the crazy thing is, is like there were icebergs. Yeah, this is like icy water. This is ice. Yeah. So a rescue boat arrived and rescued 710 survivors around 9.15 a.m. on April 15th, which is about nine hours after the collision with the iceberg. Clearly this whole ordeal, you know, shocked the entire world. So messy. I know. But yeah, we had much better maritime regulations all around. So a little background on the Titanic. Um, Like I said, she was the largest ship in the world at her time of when she entered into service. And she was one of the three Olympic class ocean liners. She had two other sister ships, one of which is going to be very important in the story. The ship could carry a total of 3,547 people and her engines were the largest that had ever been built for boats standing at 40 feet high. That is bigger than a fucking house. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. The parlor suites, which was the first class suites, they were the most expensive and luxurious suites on any ship um, with a private promenade. Promenade? Promenade. Specifically just for first class. What's a promenade? Yeah. What's a promenade? What is it? What is a promenade? It's like a, like a recreation area. Can't picture it. Would you like me to look it up for you? No, I don't want to look it up. I don't want to see a promenade. No, I'm looking it up for you. I'm a Christian woman. Oh. So it's like a viewing deck. So the promenade is like that 
a little outer walking area on the deck, but like the rich people had like their own little private area. Yeah, where they, uh, it, you know, some ships will have like, what what is it, shuffleboard, on the promenade decks. They'll have viewing chairs, Get stuff off like that. My it's like promenade. a lounge. Yeah, the first class people have their own promenade. So, the parlor suites cost. That was a fart. That was my foot. I swear, I have a leather couch. Yeah, I've been sticking to it. It's been hot. True. Up in these bitch. The promenade or the parlor suites cost over four thousand three hundred and fifty dollars um, each suite, which is equivalent to one hundred and thirty-two thousand dollars today. Yeah. There were some very rich people on this boat. Some very, very rich people. I wish I had thrown them out or thrown around money like that. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. That's a freaking third of the cost of my house. That's more than everything I own combined. That's more than I make in a year. That's more than everything me and Kevin own combined. That's more than I make in three years. That is just about what I make in four years. Anyways. I'm not bitter. I am. I am. Eat the rich. What? I want a cinnamon roll. Do you feel like the rich taste like cinnamon rolls? Yeah. I feel like they might taste more like cinnamon pine cones. Like the ones you get at Michael's during Christmas. Mm Mm-mm. No, they definitely taste like cinnamon rolls. I like monkey bread. I stand by the fact that the best cinnamon rolls are the Pillsbury ones out of the fucking can. Oh, those kind of slap. They slap real hard. My parents, my mom specifically, used to make breakfast for dinner. And it would just be Pillsbury cinnamon rolls. She would make one tray of the regular, one tray for the orange flavored. And then maple sausage, eggs. Do you know the for breakfast? Do you know the little dinner. the little dash mini waffle maker? Mm-hmm. You can take the cinnamon rolls in a can, and make them in those. I know. I'm just so lazy. And in the waffle maker, and then put they're like cinnamon roll waffles. I have one of those, and it's shaped like a skull, and I've never used it. My whole mouth just filled with saliva. I'm on keto, so I can't really eat like sugar stuff, and I'm gonna like eat her right now. Because she's so sweet. That was the biggest lie you've ever told in your entire life. Of all the words you could describe me, you would use sweet? Anxiety. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) You It's true, but you didn't have to say it. Has a panic attack. <laughs> Anyways, I gotta go. Anyways, so the ship left on her maiden voyage on April 10th, 1912, just after noon. She left from Southampton, stopped in France and in Ireland, and then went underway towards New York. The ship was commanded by Edward Smith, who was the most senior captain in the White Star Line's captains and had decades of experience including serving the cap serving as captain on the rms olympic 
which is Titanic's sister ship. Interesting. So the Olympic and Titanic were part of the White Star Line. The White Star Line was owned by J.P. Morgan, which J.P. Morgan Chase. Very, 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 very rich man. Rich family. Rich name. Only 5% of the crew who served under Captain Smith were trained sailors. The rest of the crew was were engineers, firemen, stokers, stewards, and galley staff. So only 5% of the crew on board were familiar with ship business. And to add insult to injury. Highly suspect. Yeah. The other thing is, is most of the sailors and the staff were picked up in France and in Ireland. So they did not have a lot of time to familiarize themselves with the ship uh, before... It picked up guests and they had to start working. So that kind of adds some, you know, explanation into why it sank. Sus. The official events of April 14th. This is what the government says happened to the Titanic. On April 14th, the Titanic radio operators received six messages from other ships warning them of ice, which passengers on the Titanic began to notice during the afternoon, noticing icebergs. The ice conditions were the worst of any April in about 50 years, which allegedly allegedly is why the lookouts were unaware uh, that they were heading into a line of drifting ice that was several miles wide and several miles long. And just bear in mind that ships can travel through patches of ice Mm -hmm. because some patches of ice are not that big or not that deep they're not that deep so the thing about an iceberg in case you didn't already know and i'll insert a picture on the screen right here is that they're way bigger on the bottom than they are on the top Mm -hmm. it's like when you meet someone in a relationship and they just see the surface and they think everything's fine you're like wait till you see underneath that's what an iceberg is i thought you were going in a very different direction with that analogy Nasty. I was like, girl, we gotta have to braid it R on this. this t- so it's like when you, you know, you they look fine on the on, on the upper side, you know, above the water, and then you realize they have like a whole bunch of mental health issues. Yeah, it's us. Um, so the thing about icebergs is that so that when a ship hits an iceberg, this thing is tons, weighs tons, and some of these are so big that. The, you know, it, it's it's when a, a one object meets another. It's like one's going to win when it comes to force. And yeah. there's only so much force that the, the hull of the ship can take. So that's why it's kind of like, you know, if you go on a cruise where there's ice, it's like, yeah, it's fine. But, like, icebergs are no joke. And several miles wide, yeah, even less of a joke. And there's a difference between drifting ice and sheet ice and icebergs icebergs. yeah so sheet ice and some sorts of drifting ice you can maneuver around quite easily because they're only you know at most a foot thick which yeah the ship can handle that you can it's like when people go ice fishing you can crack it open it's like there's you know a foot of ice they may pull up after they cut through Mm -hmm. but you're talking about icebergs that are like hundreds of feet or miles deep yeah so this this April had the most icebergs um, and the worst ice conditions that Best anyone had Best time to seen. sail. Yeah. Best time to sail. So the first warning comes 
around 9 a.m. from the RMS Coronia reporting bergs and growlers and field ice. So a growler is less than two meters large. A bergy bit. So that's what I'm assuming they mean by berg. That was my nickname in high school. Are you serious? No. <laughs> Keep in mind, yes, me and Lisa were raised together, but I'm four years younger than her, so we only were together during freshman year for me. Yeah, my nickname in high school was Bergy Bit. <laughs> hey, Bergy. Burgolicious. De- I knew it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Okay, a bergy bit, which is what I'm assuming they mean by berg, mm-hmm. is two to five meters large, and then an iceberg is more than five meters. And this is just referring to what you can see above the water. Um, keep in mind, this what is you're seeing surface level width. Yeah. Um, what you're seeing below the water is probably ten times larger than what you're seeing be- above. So this first ship, RM- RMS Coronia reports bergs, growlers, and field ice, which field ice is like what we're talking about where it's just ice sitting on top. The top freezes yeah. over. Captain Smith acknowledges this report, and he's like, okay, sick. It's like, thanks for telling me, goes back to his Minecraft. Yeah. So at 1342, which is about 142 in the afternoon, the RMS Baltic uh, relayed a report from a Greek ship, Athenia, um, saying she had been passing icebergs and quantities of field ice. Captain Smith also acknowledged this report as well and ordered a new course to be set to take fur- take them further south, hopefully to avoid this iceberg situation. Who wants to go on a cold cruise? Me. I want to go on a warm cruise. No. I want a nice tropical breeze. Cold air bites. I fucking love cold air. I would go on an Alaskan cruise any day of the week. My parents just got back from an Alaskan cruise. I was supposed to go with them, but I don't have any money. Ditto. At 13.45, so three minutes later, 1.45, the German ship SS America. We're not even going to touch on that, on a German ship being named SS America. They like us. Um, which was only a little further south than the Titanic, reported seeing two large icebergs. This message never reached the captain or the officers on the bridge. The reasons for this are unclear or was never made public. So just to give you a little background on the telegraph and radio operating system on steamships in this day and age, they were there for the passengers. So these radio operators were also radioing messages from passengers to mainland to trans... What is it? Telegraph? Over to their families and stuff. Telegraph? Telegram? Telegraph. Telegram. Telegram? Tele- <laughs> okay. It's both. A telegram uh, is a message sent via by, telegraph. Yeah. So neither one of us was wrong. We were both right. As always. <sighs> they were telegraphing messages from passengers to the mainland yeah. to be dispersed. So... Part of it could be that they were busy doing telegraphs. Which is... Yeah. Part of it... Which would be really ironic. Yeah. So, at 1930 and 2142, so 7.30 and 9.42, that took me a second. It's been a while since I worked at Disneyland. I was in the army. And I worked at Disneyland. Equals. (laughs) 
We are not the same. I was tortured too, babes. Different kind of torture. At 7.30 and 9.42, the SS Californian reported three large icebergs. These messages also did not reach the bridge. The streamer... The streamer? Hey, Twitter, YouTube. The steamer, Misaba, reported saw... And this is in quotes. Saw much heavy pack ice and great number of large icebergs also field ice the message also did not reach the bridge the running theory was that jack phillips was who was the operator may have failed to realize the significance of these messages he was trying to relay messages or transmit messages to cape race in uh newfoundland for passengers as they had a backlog from broken equipment the previous day. So he was trying to catch up on, like, his actual work. Mm. And these messages kept coming in about pack ice and icebergs, and I maybe he felt like he already let the captain know. <sighs> That's, like, so yesterday's news. Yeah. And maybe he was like, okay, I already fucking told the captain. Like, leave me alone. You don't think maybe that might have been an important message to relay? <laughs> right. Hey, by the way... I'm fucking working here. It's like crazy. The last warning was received at 2230, which is 1030, um, from the SS Californian, which had stopped for the night in an ice field some miles away, but Phillips cut off the messages and signaled back, shut up, shut up, I'm working Cape Race. So, I don't know if Jack Phillips was killed in the crash. He better have been. Fair enough, you know. The crew is aware that there's ice in the vicinity, uh, but they decided to not reduce their speed and kept on at 22 knots, which is just two knots short of the ship's maximum speed. Here's the thing. Couple of things. That's only 25 miles an hour. However, much larger ship... Titanic speed in waters where the ice had been reported was later to be set as reckless, but it actually reflected the standard in maritime practice. Maritime. <laughs> did it again. Maritime practice at the time, which apparently it was custom to just go on ahead, even if there was ice, unless the lookout saw something. Uh, 25 miles per hour. Let's say, you know, you're in a car you can stop in so much amount of time because the car only weighs so much. But you've got a ship that weighs thousands and thousands and thousands. And it's also the length of it. Yeah, the length of it, the size, the weight, inertia, you know. 25 miles per hour for something that big, trying to stop. Well, and the thing is, is with ships, you're, you're not trying to stop them. You're trying to maneuver them around. Yeah, trying to move around, and it's just... Yeah. Yeah, and so... But the thing is, is, is I apparently at the time it was custom to go on ahead and depend on the lookouts in the crow's nest and the lookouts on the bridge to see if there was any ice in the water nearby. And that way they can maneuver around it to avoid getting hit. I would never want to drive a ship that big. Can you imagine being the captain of a cruise liner? You know how much anxiety I have when my dad asked me to drive his boat? Which is a... 20 foot long boat do you ever think about that like the people that are in charge of the big things like a cruise liner or a bus 
Captain, can I I could drive a bus. I wouldn't even want to drive a bus. I could drive a bus. But a big ass boat like that? I figure I drove that F two fifty for years. A bus is an extra what, ten feet? When I used to tow my dad's boat. Yeah, but like all those people in there, I don't know. I don't know, whatever. You chose to get on the bus. If you die, you die. Okay, girl. Okay. I know Anyways. Never, I know never to get on a bus with you, okay? I'll walk. <laughs> so at the time of the collision with the, the icebergs, most of the passengers had gone to bed. Oh. Um, and the command of the bridge had been passed from the second officer back to the first officer. And there were two lookouts in the crow's nest and there was also other official or officers in the bridge one of the survivors of the disaster said that the sea was like glass that it was so calm and the stars were clearly reflected on the surface he said that it was it was the best sailing experience he had we now know that this phenomenon of the sea being completely smooth like that is a huge indicator that there's pack ice nearby and that's just because the water's not moving, so it can't break up. So, like, yeah. it's super still and allows for the the ice to start spreading on the surface. And then it's yeah. it spreads on the surface, and then it freezes down. Well, the pack ice is actually ice frozen beneath the surface. Oh. Yeah. It's crazy. So there's still so water scary. sitting on top of it. Yeah. Oh. So it looks calm because there's ice underneath underneath. Mm -hmm. oh that's even scarier yeah oh my god that's why it's so calm Mm -hmm. ew i don't like that so at 23 30 which is 11 30 p.m one of the lookouts spotted an iceberg in the titanic's path he Mm -hmm. rang the lookout bell three times and telephoned the bridge where sixth officer james moody answered the lookout whose last name is fleet um, asked, is anyone there? Moody replied, yes, what do you see? And Fleet replied, iceberg, right ahead. Mm. So Moody passed along the message to the second officer, who was the most senior officer um, in command at the moment, who ordered the ship's course to be changed. Despite changing the course, the Titanic still made contact with the iceberg and ended up sinking. Or so they say. So they say... So there are two main theories or conspiracies surrounding the sinking of the Titanic. The first is called the Olympic Exchange Theory. As I mentioned before, there was a sister ship of the Titanic called the Olympic. And they looked incredibly similar. Like when you think of the Titanic and you think of those four smokestacks and the two long poles standing up, we'll insert pictures. They were identical ships. The only difference between them were... Like the interiors, yeah. Yeah, the interiors were different. However, the windows were slightly different and obviously the names. Some aesthetic changes. Yeah, not much though. I mean, they were eerily similar. Um, and like I said before, both ships were owned by J.P. Morgan, who acquired the White Star Line in 1902. And both of these theories do surround J.P. Morgan. So it is said that the Olympic had some damage from a collision with another ship. She actually collided with a, um, a military ship outside of England and was not insured at the time. And the damage that, sh- that was suffered was very extensive and very expensive to fix. Extensive and expensive. Yeah. So, and it was expensive either way. So whether he fixed it out of pocket or whether he retired the ship, he'd be losing a lot of money 
And so this theory surrounds J.P. Morgan switching the identities on his ship. So like I said, the, the Titanic and the Olympic were so similar. The theory is that they just switched the names. The nameplates. Yeah. So that the one that we know is the Titanic that sank is actually the Olympic and she was already damaged when she set sail. And the theory is, is that the Titanic was already insured. And so when she crashed, JP Morgan can use the insurance money to then go ahead and fix up the Olympic instead of rebuilding a new boat. So basically he would switch it up that the, the Olympic disguised as the Titanic would sink. They, he'd get the insurance money and then he can go do what he wanted to do. There are a few bits of evidence that support this theory. A few of them are pretty, pretty significant. Pretty kind of damning. Damning. Like, honestly, like I said, I'm not a big conspiracy theorist. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of conspiracies are like, oh my God, shut up. But like... This one has some some thread. Ooh, when you have, like, photo evidence that's, like, very clearly, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, ooh, you know, how do you explain that? Yeah. So the photo, photo evidence that she's referring to is, so there are several images of the Titanic uh, portion that is still under the sea that feature the windows on the side of the Titanic or the, the sunken ship at the bottom of the sea. The Titanic... The actual Titanic, before it set sail, when it first was, you know, photographed and it was released, has perfectly rectangle and evenly spaced windows um, on one of the promenade decks. The Olympic has thinner rectangle windows that are unevenly spaced. There's like two that are really close together and then one that's a little further apart to its right and then one that's even further apart to its left they're yeah they're not yeah so they're 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 different you can tell the difference the photo at the bottom of the ocean that is allegedly the titanic has the windows of the olympic and not the windows of the titanic we'll insert the photos here it's kind of weird it's very weird another piece of evidence that i was not able to find a picture of but i have read sources that say that they have seen it themselves is the word olympic was stamped on the propellers on the titanic and that was seen before it set sail now some people brush this off because the titanic the olympic and then there was a third one it was the olympic the titanic and the britannic were all three olympic class liners they were olympic class yeah. So it's like so that they're like, is, oh, it was stamp- Olympic was stamped on the propeller because they it was an Olympic class ship. Yeah, but you also have a ship called Olympic class ship called the Titanic. Yeah, also called the Olympic. Hmm. Yeah. Convenient, J.P. Morgan. I'd be willing. I'd be. I'm curious to see what the propeller on the Olympic says. By the way, you can actually see the tender of the Titanic chicken tender i know so it's the secondary ship on a boat that's kind of used to ferry passengers to and forth to and fro the boat what chicken tender i know so it's actually on display in belfast and you can still go see it oh it didn't sink with the boat anyways the titanic's tender Mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry we're not immature um so yeah I would want to know what the propeller of the Olympic has stamped on it. 
Because if it also says Olympic, that just dismisses that piece of evidence. But do you think that that could just be done retroactively? I mean, it could have. Who knows? Mm. And so part of the biggest piece of evidence that supports this is J.P. Morgan was actually supposed to be on this maiden voyage of the Titanic. Yep. So, like I said, he owned these boats. He is a very, very, very wealthy man at this point. Um, and he canceled last minute. I'm talking, like, day or two before the Titanic is supposed to set sail. The maiden voyage. Yep. Cancels due to bad health. But was seen <laughs> in France two days later, appearing just fine. He later then changed his story to say that it was his wife that was ill. He also had several bronze statues removed from the ship before it left Southampton. Also, some of his friends were supposed to be on that ship and were conveniently not. Can you imagine if this happened in 2023, how fast Reddit would uncover the truth? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Reddit would know. There's one last piece of evidence, which is kind of, you know, inconsequential, but... It was also said that the SS Californian, which is one of the boats who said, hey, there's ice out here. Hey, there's ice out here. They actually gave two of the warning messages, one of the first ones and one of the final ones, which was a cargo ship and also a passenger ship. So it could do both. And it did both. Did not have any passengers. And the only cargo that it had was blankets and warm clothes. They were conveniently prepared To take on chilly passengers. And the SS Californian was one of the first boats to reach the Titanic when she called in for distress. They were several hours away, but they were one of the first to reach the Titanic. Jesus, if you're going to sink a boat with freaking 2,500 people on it, can't you, like, be a little better prepared? Yeah. So, and there's another theory. So, all of this evidence kind of stacks up for both theories, but this one is a little bit more sinister. The second theory is that J.P. Morgan sunk the Titanic to eliminate opposition on the Federal Reserve. So, Morgan had a huge hand in creating America's Federal Reserve of money. And some of the wealthiest people who were in opposition to this Federal Reserve because they would mean them being taxed higher and having to give up more of their money were on the Titanic when it sunk. And it was namely Jacob, John Jacob Astor. I mean, these are huge names. Benjamin Guggenheim, Guggenheim and Isidore Strauss. So we're talking the Astor family, the Guggenheim family, and the Strauss family. Die. All three incredibly wealthy families who had big hands in financial world. Opposing the federal reserve something that he wanted yep and all three of them actually did perish in the tragedy mysteriously so like i said this evidence is a little more weak than the olympic exchange theory you know one of the evidence that they went over you know was the californian was close by with warm clothing and stuff like that so it looked like they were planning on sinking this boat and that boat was strategically placed there for survivors and then the windows thing like if if it wasn't like um circumstantial evidence like the windows that's so weird to me it's like how do you explain that the Mm -hmm. aesthetic differences 
match one ship and not the other. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe both of these things can be true. You know, he was like, I'm going to get my bag for that insurance claim. And I'm also going to kill most of my competition. And I can, you know, two birds, one stone or maybe three birds, one stone, three birds, one iceberg. Yeah. So obviously these are just theories. They've never been confirmed. There's no confirmation of. And they never will be. Yeah. I mean, too many rich people with their fingers in the pot. J.P. Morgan is long gone, so. Yeah. I mean, even if something else came out that was more damning, like, I mean, look at look at how, what happened. Somebody comes out, whistle blows, and they end up dead, so. Yeah. Rich people are scary. Yeah. Don't fuck with the rich. Just eat them. So that is the story of the Titanic conspiracy and the fact that people don't think that it was really the Titanic that sunk. And to be honest, this evidence makes me kind of believe it. It's kind of weird. It is really weird. And, like, you know, obviously, like we said, this was, like I said, not really inspired, but just kind of, like, uh, kick-started us to want to do this episode sooner, the thing with the submersible. We have um, different opinions about the tragedy. <laughs> it really involves our chaotic good and yeah, chaotic lot neutral. Yeah, chaotic good and... Um, and chaotic neutral kind of personalities where I'm kind of more like I don't really care about backgrounds I care more about like that it was really sad that they died whereas it was kind of like she's more like you know you you paid a lot of money to go down in this little you freaking tic-tac <laughs> a lot of money to ignore some red flags yeah there were a lot of red flags and honestly like that is another reason why we wanted to bring this case up is because we wanted to talk about these red flags that kind of like, the, honestly, the Titanic is just a red, a big red flag. Honestly, guys, this is the biggest thing. And I tell this to my nieces all the time. Listen to your gut. If something doesn't seem right, maybe don't get on the boat. Too many people ignoring too many warning signs and too many Yep. Uh, safety protocols and too many people saying, hey, by the way, you probably shouldn't do that. Yep. And, um, yeah. And that kind of, you know, I'm not even going to get started on the fact that there is a conspiracy that the guys who presumably died in the submersible, there's a conspiracy that they may have faked their own death. Um, that they were really rich and I that... Yeah, so there is a conspiracy that the men that perished in the submersible were very, very wealthy, and they there was something to do with their money, and that they may have faked their own death. That's, like, already a new conspiracy that's out, so let us know if you want us to look into that. I think it's kind of more of just, like, it's very fresh, so it's not probably not well-researched or has any evidence or anything. There's always going to be people that say that important or rich or famous people are going to fake their own death. Like, people still think that Elvis faked his own death and is, people like, still alive. People think that Tupac's alive. People think Tupac's alive. So, yeah, it was, there's a lot of conspiracy and a lot of just general, like, ignoring safety protocols and re- procedures when it comes to the Titanic. And kind of just makes me, like, I love going on cruise. Like, I went on a cruise when I was 13 and I loved it. But it kind of just makes me never want to get on a boat, man. I've never been on a cruise, but I will say that thanks to the Titanic, we do have much better maritime regulations. So that's true. I felt let's very hope safe. That nothing ever happens like this again. And if you go on a cruise, um, and you notice there's a lot of ice, I don't know. Start acting crazy until they pull the, until they drop do you, you off at the next port. 
arm. Just run to the bridge. Okay? Run to the bridge. And then you'll get arrested. Just be like, hey, fuckers, there's ice out here. Hello? Mm. Let me in. I'll point it out to you. Also, don't get in a submersible that's controlled with a knockoff PS4 controller. Okay, I have that gamepad. That, that I have one? that Logitech gamepad, and let me tell you, that thing sometimes disconnects from my tower that's two feet away. Tell me what you think. If you think that this is actually a valid conspiracy, and if you believe that the Titanic was swapped out with the Olympic or that J.P. Morgan wanted to murder the opposition. Yeah. Or if you think that it's just a conspiracy and it's the Titanic and let the Titanic rest. Because it's been, what, almost 100 years? Over 100 years. Over 100 years. It's been 110 years. So let us know what you think. And if there are any suggestions that you have for us to do a video in the future, um, we've been kind of trying to switch it up a little bit. We definitely are both obsessed with, like, true crime. and cons- She loves a good conspiracy. I love true crime. We I both- love a good unsolved mystery. Yeah, we both love a good unsolved mystery. I'm more like the solved ones, but um, we definitely need to sprinkle in, like, a cult, um, something to do with a cryptid. Um, if you have anything you want to see from us, just let us know. Especially so gonna- conspiracies. If you know of a conspiracy that has some good weight to it, leave a comment. We've already done a couple true crimes and a mystery, so maybe a cryptid or a cult is incoming. Or even just a white collar. Some some crimes are just interesting. Yeah. For my, my cryptid people out there, how are we feeling about Mothman? Mothman. Let us know. Should Mothman be the next episode we do? My king. Listen, Mothman is double caked up. He's Mothman. got some cheeks. Mothman got the cake. He's got some cheeks. I'd grab him, but only if he Talk. only if he said I could. I would ask first. Consent is key. Consent is key. Yep. And with that, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.